You are listening to the Power and Pros Podcast, a platform that serves as an active advocate for Black women to embody their authentic voice. Power and Pros is a space of healing and an invitation to profess the power you possess. Come along on the journey and let's get into the show. What's up, cool kids? You're tuned in to another episode of the Power and Pros Podcast. We are back. It's your girl, Des. And I wanted to do a part two to my last podcast episode. And so the last episode was Build Your Bow. We were talking about our boy Noah up in Genesis, honey. And there's just so much more in that that I was like, I didn't get to everything. (laughs) So I wanted to share a bit more. And in this episode specifically, we're going to talk about the benefits to building your bow. I feel like... um, We know that we should obey God. Like, we know that, but we don't be doing it. And I think a lot of times we don't talk enough about the benefits. What happens when you do listen to God? What happens when it seems like you have to sacrifice, but there is an end to the sacrifice? What does that look like once you reach that point? There are things that happen, right? And so I want to use Noah as an encouragement and an example for what does happen when you go through these tumultuous seasons or these unknown moments, these uncharted territories and paths, and you arrive at your end destination. And it's like, was it all worth it? Does God even recognize the sacrifice that I made? What was the point to all of this? Let's get to the end, honey. Like that's how I'm feeling for real. Like let's get to the end of this. Okay. So I could be telling the people what happened, but we see what Noah what does what did happen and we can use that as encouragement and as a fan to the flames of our faith in our situations and so the first benefit that i saw is that you fulfill the word over your life now i had to run it back a little bit and so we were in genesis 6 originally when we we're talking about noah but as i kept diving in I wanted to know a bit more. I wanted more context. And so I feel like we were at the beginning of Noah's story, but I wanted more, Like, right? So I was like, okay, you got to take it back then to who came before him. And so I ended up going all the way back to Adam and Eve and reading their story. And then I got to the lineage of people after them, their kids, right? And the lineage is there. And it kind of is telling you who had this child, who had this son, who had this son, and led us to Noah being born. And so- I want to talk about Noah's father. But before I talk about Noah's father, I have to talk about Adam. And so Adam and Eve, we know they disobeyed God. They were tricked by the serpent in the garden. They ate of the apple of the tree God told them not to eat of. And so therefore, there were consequences to their actions. I talked about that a little bit in my bonus um, video. So I'll kind of link that so you guys can see it if you haven't already. I'm talking about the covering of God. What happens when you are out of order, but God still orders you into him? You're not out because you're under his order and his protection, his covering. So be sure that you watch that video if you haven't. But we um, get to the consequences of the fall. And so with Eve, of course, we have, oh, the serpent is going to bruise her heel. And then her kids are going to bruise the serpent. So it's like, you're going to be beefing with serpents? All day, you and your kind, because you want you started the beef here, so y'all ended somewhere. Like that's just part of your beef. And your other consequence is that you're going to endure labor pains. You are going to birth 
more people because that's what I that's what I wanted for y'all. But now it's gonna hurt when it happened, right? And so that was a generational um pain that she had. She wasn't the only woman that's had labor pains. There have been labor pains for women since then because uh that was a generational consequence that she got as a result of her disobedience to God. Adam also got a generational consequence by disobeying God. Adam was told that you're going to have a hard time cultivating the land. You're now going to have to um, produce. So he says, hey, I'm reading now in Genesis 4, 17, sorry, Genesis 3, 17. He said to the man, because you listened to your wife and ate from the tree about which I commanded you, do not eat from it. The ground is cursed because of you. You will eat from it by means of painful labor all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. So he's like, you also, it says painful labor in the version I'm reading. I'm reading the um, Christian Standard Bible version. That's the version that I have. But here it also says painful labor which could also be translated to go through pain. So what he's saying is you're going to be able to eat. You're not going to die of starvation. However, instead of you just kicking it up in the garden with me and being able to just have fruit food up in here to choose from, now you're going to have to be the cook in the kitchen and get it if you want to eat it, okay? You catch what you eat. You cultivate what you're going to be nourished by. And it's going to be painful. Like if you think about farmers, it's some gruesome work that they have to go through to get some grains out of the ground. But if they want to eat, if all of us want to eat, we need them to do it. And so there's a pain that Adam got as a consequence to his actions. And so um, in me going back, and learning more about my boy Noah, I had to go to Adam. And this is why. Because when I go up to the lines of the people and all the folk, we get to Noah's father. Noah's father names Noah in Genesis 5, verse 29. Okay? So I'm going to actually go to 28 so we know Noah's dad's name. We're going to put respect on his name. So <laughs> Lemek was 182 years old when he fathered a son. And he named him Noah, saying, This one will bring us relief from the agonizing labor of our hands caused by the ground the Lord has cursed. Wait. First of all, let's talk about the power of his father's tongue, okay? Because Noah's name, it sounds like a Hebrew word that means relief. That's what my Bible say. <laughs> so um, that is why he named him. His name was intentional. His name was because his father has had to farm. His father has had to go through some painful labor to get his food because the ground was cursed. Why was the ground cursed? Because of Adam. That was a consequence that he got from disobeying God. And it's generations later. The whole Genesis 5 is going through generations after Adam of men. And it seems that all the way up to Noah's time, it has been agonizing. It's been painful. It's just been a mess trying to get anything because the ground is 
cursed. And Noah's dad feels so strongly about the future. First of all, he has hope. Let's get into that. To be able to name your son relief because you feel that there can be relief from your situation, even though the lines before you, there's no proof of that. There's no proof that you will get relief from the agony that you're going through. And yet and still, he names his son, not based on what he sees, but based on his belief. That's a lesson right there. Come on. And so he does that. And then we know, as we keep reading about Noah, that everybody wiped out. First of all, we're going to start this whole thing over. We're going to start it over. And we know now in 2022 that I'm not, I'm not a farmer personally, but there are tools that we have that no one them ain't have, right? There are just different systems and processes that we have that make farming, that make gathering food a little bit easier. And when we look at the children of Israel, they didn't have to do nothing. Manna was falling out the sky. Come on. But all of those things are post-Noah. Why? Because his father had hope enough to name him to be the relief for a generation of people that were tilling the ground that was cursed by a man that had to deal with a generational consequence from the Lord. Y'all want to come on with my personal Bible study? Don't play. So... The benefit of Noah building his boat, because you got to build the boat to be Noah. So that way, as you're being fruitful and multiplying the future people, they can see that we're not in the Adam era anymore. We're not in the era where um, men ain't falling out the sky or we're not in the era where I can go to Trader Joe's. I didn't have to go through any labor to get my food. Like, you know what I mean? I get my groceries delivered. <laughs> and so that I'm, I'm in a different time right? We're in a different time. But Noah had to build his boat and partner with God for God to deliver the relief to the people that his father was looking for. And I don't even know if Noah knows that he was named Noah because of that. We don't, I don't know that. It doesn't say. But what we do know is that he did fulfill the calling of his life while he was on this earth, he fulfilled that. He fulfilled the word over his life by building his boat. When God calls us to something, a lot of times for me, I start to be like, I, I want to see the end, right? I actually want to see the middle and the beginning too. I want to see the whole thing. And that halts me because I don't see the direct benefit of doing what I'm doing. I don't see why you would call me to do this. Why are you calling me to do it now? Why do I need to partner with this person? Why can't I partner with that company? Why can't I partner with that person? Why isn't this person in my corner? Why don't I feel support in this area? And so I'm trying to add stuff up when I don't even have the full knowledge on why I'm named what I'm named, on why I'm called why I'm called in this specific season, this specific era. I don't know whose labor pains I'm supposed to be relief for. And you know what? It's not our job to know. It was on God to bring that whole thing together. Noah never said, okay, so since my name is meaning relief, you better bring relief to the people. And I hope you bring down some manna um, from the um, sky later. And I hope you build a Trader Joe's and Whole Foods later so that people don't have to struggle. Because I'm relief, remember? I'm relief, remember? He didn't do that. 
what he did was obey what God told him to do. And God orchestrated for you and me to have Whole Foods right now. God orchestrated for the labor to be a little bit different for us in our time than it was for the Adam era in their time. That was on him to do. But if Noah don't build the boat, we don't get there because God wanted to start over so he could bring about the very relief that Noah's dad was talking about. So when we obey God by building our boat, by doing the very thing that he's called us to do, we are actually partnering with God to fulfill the very calling on our life that we've been put here purposed to do. That's a benefit. You want that. You want to get to the end of your life and be like, I've done it. I've done what God has called me to do. I've done what he's asked me to do. And it has panned out. It's worked out for my good. And it's worked out for other people. It was a generational thing. Again, I'm sitting here today not having to labor and till a ground in order for me to eat because of those that have come before me that I've put in the work. Those that have come before me that have uh, submitted themselves to God. Those that have come before me that have fulfilled the calling that was put upon their life, that they did that thing. That's why I can sit in that. A generational curse that God placed on the ground in Adam's time, erased in Noah's time. And it only got erased with obedience. Next, you get to establish a covenant with God. Covenant, what does that mean? It's a relationship. It's a promise. It's a contract. It's we here. You know what I'm saying? And so with um, Noah, the Lord speaks promise to him in Genesis 8. And then in my Bible, the title before we kick off Genesis 9 said, God's covenant with Noah. Now, if the word covenant, the word covenant is kind of churchy, right? It's kind of like, eh, what does this mean, girl? We don't be talking like that. I'll say a different word for it. It's blessing. And I get that from Genesis 9, verse 1. It starts off. God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, he blessed them. It's a covenant. It's a blessing. It's, hey, I have this thing and it is just for you. Come and get it because your name is on it and it's going to feel good. And for I really was like, hold on, because it says God blessed Noah and his sons. Now, Noah got the directive to build the boat. He got the directive on who to bring on a boat with him. I'm sure his sons helped because the boat was kind of big. He needed some people to build that thing, to get all the animals on there, yada, yada. So I'm not saying the sons didn't do nothing. But what I'm saying is God blessed Noah and his sons. That's generational. A generational blessing after erasing a generational curse. Y'all better come on. God is going to establish some stuff for you and the people around you and the people after you. Some of us be so concerned with generational curses, what our mom and them had going on, our uncles, our brothers, our sisters, our friends, everybody that went to this school, everybody that lived in this neighborhood before me, this was their outcome. And we get nervous. We lose faith. We lose trust. We lose vigor and rigor for what we're called to do. And what causes us to not build our boat is forgetting that a benefit to doing it is that you get a special and divine and generational blessing from God. 
that. You can't beat that. A blessing from God, generational like that, a blessing from God directly tied to something that he asked you to do when you did it, huh? That's that's everything. You can't beat it. And so I think it is 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 one of the biggest benefits that we see here is I tied Noah's name literally to what his what Adam's issue was, his generational curse, right? And that's why he was even named what he was named. Noah had to listen to God. And after he listened to God, it wasn't just like, okay, you good. The storm's over. You can come out the boat now. It wasn't just like a game of hide and seek. That's not what it was. Afterwards, we see God blessed Noah and his sons. What? And then it continues and it starts to say that all of the animals will fear you. They're under your call. They're under your jurisdiction. Adam was given the same thing. The animals, he was to name them. He was to call them. He was on, they were under his care. Noah carries that because of the blessing that was given by God. And now it enters a new era. And so God preserved that piece of his relationship with man. He's like, nope, you are still in charge of these things. I've left them to you, even though you're my creation and the birds and animals are too, I'm putting you in charge. That's still a thing that I want you to do. And so there are things that are carry with us from one thing to the next. And as we obey God, blessings will stack on top of each other, even though our responsibility is the same. That's dope to me because sometimes we don't want more blessings because we think it'll be more work. But we see here that the work is the same. The work is the same. All he's helped them do is be fruitful and multiply, have some kids. Noah already has some kids. So it's like, you want me to do the same thing that I was doing, but you're blessing me more. And why does he get more blessings? Why does he get more? Because he chose to listen to God. God honors when we listen to him and he establishes something that can't be broken. He speaks words out of his mouth to manifest in our lives that we couldn't have called to ourselves because we listen to him. He honors that. He respects it because everybody don't do it. Let's be real. We don't do it all the time. And so when we do it, he's like, hold on, you serious. You serious. That's what I like to see. And so because you're serious about me, let me be serious about you. Let me show you what I have for you. Let me pull this curtain back. Let me reveal what's behind door number three because it has your name on it. And I'm not only going to bless you, I'm going to bless the people that you care about. I'm going to bless the things you care about. I'm going to bless the atmosphere that you find yourself in. Because that's how much I love you. That's how deep this covenant, how deep this blessing is. And so that's a benefit to building. The next benefit to building your boat. Building your boat brings protection. It brings protection. And so um, in Genesis 9, 5, The Lord says to Noah, I require a penalty for your lifeblood. Anyone who murders a fellow human, I require that person's life. He's going on to say that him and his family, his people are covered. Huh? For whoever sheds human blood by humans, his blood will be shed. For God made humans in his image. But you'll be fruitful and multiply, spread out over the earth and multiply it. He's saying, understand. And he says, understand that I am establishing my covenant 
with you and your descendants and every living creature that is with you. He's like, everybody that's with you can get this heat. All of y'all can get a blessing. You get a blessing, you get a blessing, you get a blessing. Y'all all getting blessings because you decided to listen to me. When you build your boat, you get covered by God. He's saying anybody that mess with Noah and his camp going to have a problem. They're going to have a problem because I have said a word that you're covered. And when I say that, that's it. When God blesses you, when there's an established order that you have with him, nothing can come between that because it's an established order. It's from the Lord. And again, he overrides everything that we do, everything that we see, which is why we can walk by faith and not by sight because God is the manifestation of our faith. The ultimate um, underline, underscore of our faith is that God comes through for us and we see that tangibly in the way that we encounter him. And so, as we are going about our life and he says something, we can bank on it. That's why That's why there is faith, right? That's the whole point of you can do the works. You can have your faith and your works together to bring about the miracles that you want to see because we can have faith that what God says is going to come to pass because he's God. Therefore, we can put our work in with him and build our boat. That's, that's the whole thing. When you build with God, the benefit is that he covers you. Everybody don't do what God tell us to do. You know what I'm saying? Everybody don't do it. And so why would he not want to cover those that honor him, cover those that praise him, honor those who subscribe to his train of thought, that subscribe to his way of life? He wants to preserve you. And again, we're not Sims where he's just like, let me click a button and see what happened. There's a order. There are things that he wants to see. There are things that he's destined for us to have. And so as we're going about life and we're walking in alignment, we start to see those things. We start to have those things and they become a part of not only our lives, but the lives of the people that we love, the lives of those that we are called to serve. But we get there as a benefit, just like there was consequences with Adam and Eve. There were things that they were told not to do. And therefore, when they did it, there was a consequence to that. When there are things that we are told to do and we do them, there's a benefit that you get from the Lord Most High. And you'll feel it. You'll know it because he'll make sure that you know. It says in Genesis 9-9, understand that I'm establishing my covenant with you and your descendants after you. He's like, don't mistake what this is. This ain't a one-time deal. This is real. This is from me to you. I'm establishing something. I'm putting a mark in the ground and it's for you and those after you. There are real tangible benefits to obeying God. He loves us. He wants to see us win. And he's rooting for us at every turn. Our job, our um, responsibility is to heed to that, to go after it, to listen. When it's hard, let's seek out help. When we are confused, we can go back. That's why I urge writing things down. When you write down what God says and you're having a weak point or there's a serpent in your ear, Eve, telling you to do something that you like, eh, did God say that? Is that what I should be doing? You got your notebook and you can go back to it. There's an established order that you have and you can be like, hold on, let me check my notes. Like, you know what I'm saying? This Bible 
is so that you have a point of reference so that you can go back to it and that it fans the flames of your faith. Have you ever seen a fire? Fires start to dwindle down a little bit. There, I had a candle actually and I had it lit up, but it was starting to um, be on its last leg. It was like a little bit of wax left. And so after like an hour, the candle wasn't lit anymore because there was no, there was nothing, there was no more um, of the wax to fan the flames, to keep it going, to keep it burning. And so as we get to those points in our walk, as we get to those points in our faith where we need something to fan us, to keep us lit, to keep us fired up, find it, seek it out. Don't be ashamed like, oh, I was on fire at one point and now I'm not. Girl, that's everybody. That's every moment. All of us have those times and there are things that we can go to and gravitate towards to get us back on the right track. You might be down, but you ain't out. There are ways that you can still win in this thing. All you have to do is fight. And so as we build our boat, there are tangible benefits and there are benefits that God doesn't want to hide. He doesn't want to keep them in a back room somewhere. He doesn't want to just give them to everybody and their mama but you. You don't have to fully clean up every piece and particle of yourself before he gives you a crumb. That is not how he works. And we see it time and time again. There are so many messed up people that have come before us that have gotten some of the biggest blessings we've seen as a humankind that came from God, that came from the Lord. And he honors every move that you make that brings him glory. Again, because there's so few of it. There's so few of it. There are so um, few people that are really moving in alignment with God. And so as we make those small steps, he honors it all. There's a scripture that says, do not despise these small beginnings. So if you're just starting on your walk, you're just starting over this week because your walk, but you've been walking, but you was real, you was crawling last week. Don't despise the small beginning. He honors it all. And as you build nail by nail, every plank of wood is a part of your story. He sees it. He saw Noah. It says that um, in the word that he saw him. Because no, I'm sure he was out there for a minute. Okay. Because even after it stops raining, it say it rained for 40 days and 40 nights, but the waters were still hella high. They were astronomically high. And so he couldn't just leave the boat after there weren't any more raindrops. There was a time when he had to wait for the water levels to go down to a regular point. There was no land anywhere. The boat was parked on top of a mountain somewhere. Okay. And so he had to wait. But as he waited, it said that the God remembered him. And when God remembers you, he's on your block, he's on your street, and a blessing has your address. He's on the way. But we get assurance. Let me tell you, I have assurance right now that God can come through for me. I'm telling you, I'm going to tell you, I'm going through some stuff. I'm thinking about some things. There's some stuff where I'm like, okay, but I know that he remembers me because I know the boat that I'm building. I know the boat that I've built up to this point. And so I don't have to be in a state of, uh, I might not get blessed, child. Uh, he might not remember me because I ain't do what I'm supposed to do. Like I can stand here in confidence that God remembers me because I've built my boat. That's a benefit that I have. Trust in the Lord. 
And that's hard to do. We all know it. It's hard to trust ourselves. It's hard to trust other people. It's hard to trust the spirit that lives within us. It's hard to trust God. It's hard to trust things in the Bible sometimes, right? There's hard. It's hard to trust so many things. And so a benefit to building, a benefit to walking by faith and not by sight is the trust that you build. And as you build trust, when God tells you to do more, you can do it. And the more that you do, not to be in a straight up like works, it's like, oh, you got to work for me to get a blessing. But the more that you do do, he does see it. And as he sees you, he wants to honor you. He wants to bless you. And so I hope this is encouraging to y'all. It's encouraging to me. And there are some real tangible benefits to building our boat. So if you are still feeling iffy, if you're on the fence, if you started something and you paused, if you're at a weird point of, of where you are right now, if you're building and you feel stalled in your build or some things are on back order in your build, Go to God in prayer. Go to God in silence. Go to God in worship. Go to God in whatever means you have to get to him, but go to him. He's called you to build it, so he will call you. He'll, he'll help you as you build. You don't have to do it on your own. That's another benefit to building. As you build, you start to see how much God is on your side. You start to see who else is on your side. Who else is he bringing to help you on the mission that he's called you to? And you really, really, really start to be like, oh, period. Like, this is my God. I'm his child and we rocking this thing. Like, what? What? And so uh, I really hope that this is an encouragement to y'all. Build. If you're building anything right now and you want to share it with your girl, I want to hear some wins, okay? Share your wins with me. That is how we fan our flames together. Share your wins with your community, with me, with your Instagram following, whoever it is, but share your wins. They make it real for you. You just have to be like, wait, that really did happen. That really is my story. But it also can fan the faith of others. And so if there is a win for your latest build that you want to share with your girl, hit me at what's up at powerandpros.com. It's a new email address. So we're no longer at um, the previous one. We're at what's up at powerandpros.com. So be sure that you hit me there. And be sure that you follow me on Instagram. Be sure that you follow on Instagram at Power and Pros Podcast. And if you haven't already, subscribe for the Pros and Praise Pages newsletter. The newsletter is where I share just additional tidbits and pieces of encouragement to help you on your walk throughout the week. I love you guys. Remember to profess your power and there's power in pros.